I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? And um, I'm happy to welcome um, Heather Sinclair and Julie Pelletier, who are cancer patient navigators. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, welcome, Julie. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for uh, for joining Heather. I mean, joining Oka and I today. This is uh, this has been great. It's um, a snowy day here in Maine, but I'm glad we could make this work and introduce uh, the uh, Cancer Patient Navigator Program to our listeners and our community. So, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, you know, Oka and I, you know, this has um, been a lot of fun for us to get to know uh, the different folks in our community and how it reaches the lives of, of so many people and the, the different uh, treatment programs that are, are available, you know, to our, our patients. Um, you know, so one thing that we always like to get started with is to kind of understand how you each got started in healthcare. Um, I, this is Heather, and I worked for a disability lawyer for about six years before I joined MDI Hospital. And during that job, I really enjoyed advocating um, for people who needed uh, a little bit of assistance and helping them navigate the system, whether it be the legal system or the healthcare system, to get the help that they needed. And that's how I came here. <laughs> and this is Julie. I actually, um, uh, when I actually was pregnant with my first child, I was in the hospital for the last three entire months. And uh, that actually gave me a really um, good perspective on the nurses that were caring for me. And I really started to think about that as a career for myself. And it was shortly after that that I went to school for nursing um, and then have worked in mostly in the hospital setting um, for almost 14 years. Um, and recently in the last two years coming to MDI Hospital and I'm just proud to be a part of this Cancer Patient Navigator program. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, it uh, be able to turn personal experience into you know a career path that you you know have passion for is um, isn't that the that's the dream for everybody that goes into the workplace, right? Yes, absolutely. And so, can you both tell us a little bit about how the Cancer Patient Navigator program came about? Sure, absolutely. Um, so initially it started um, as a request from members in the hospital here uh, to the Maine Cancer Foundation for a three-year grant. Um, and really what it, what it was looking like at the time was to try and help with any barriers um, to getting screenings, any barriers for patients in our community to get uh, cancer treatment, whether that be financial, transportation barriers, or other barriers, and just to really help remove those barriers so that um, survivability is better um, so that uh, support is better and really to help navigate them through the entire healthcare system. We like to be able to help people coordinate their care between all of their providers so that it's seamless transition between their primary care providers, their oncologists, um, testing, any treatments that they need if they need help advocating for themselves or making communication happen in a in a better fashion so that their medical needs are met. One question I had as I was learning more about the, the program was, um, you know, what was the, the, was there a specific inspiration to get it started or, you know, wh where, how did it, how did it come about in that respect? I think with the growing number of um, patients that we have in the 
Hancock County area with cancer diagnosis, it, we, the hospital became more of aware of the need for someone to be an advocate for people with specific cancer diagnoses. Um, and it's a growing trend across the state and the nation to have people who specifically work with people who have cancer. Mm -hmm. About back in the 90s, too, there was a lot of studies done in um, actually New York State and, and New York City area where they uh, started looking at um, especially women who were really um, underserved, underinsured, um, really had um, uh, needed some education in the area of what screenings could be offered for um, prevention or treatment of cancer. And uh, so Subsequently, there was a lot of studies after that that um, showed that the more focus was put on um, these women and getting them the care and, and assistance that they needed, that the survivability rates actually increased. And so since then, um, more and more Navigator programs have popped up all over the country, including here. That's really great. So is that the... the the model was it was it a specific hospital in New York or New York City that that you followed to you know take the best practices or you know I know Maine is always credited with having its a with having a, a really unique culture you know here and so how did you take um, the concepts of the other navigator programs that you had seen from around the country and you know apply them to uh, you know our specific community. That actually was one of our um, uh, toughest things because we went to a lot of different organizations throughout Maine to learn what their navigator programs looked like. And the one thing we all walked away, Heather and I both said to each other, um, none of them are the same. In fact, you know, how is it going to look at MDI in, in a very rural setting, in a very different setting than some other parts of Maine? How are we going to make this look here in our hospital based on what we already have? set up for programs. And so we had to take parts and pieces of that to come up with um, our, our strategy for our program here at this hospital. So um, no two look alike, to be, uh, to be very honest, but I think ultimately the goal is to remove all barriers um, to um, any treatment, any screening, any, um, any issue that, that comes about for patients so that they can meet all of their healthcare needs. And with that being said, because there's so many different uh, models of cancer patient navigation programs, we are fortunate enough to be able to go to our patients if that's necessary. Um, our community is quite rural, and oftentimes, due to lack of resources, people can't always get here. And so Julie and I are privileged enough to be able to meet people at their homes if that's necessary so that we can help them find whatever it is that they need and meet them where they are in their healthcare goals. That's really great. Um, can you tell us, you know, cancer can be such a scary thing and, and navigating it seems so challenging. Can you tell us how it might, a patient might go about um, meeting with you and what that would look like? Yes. So um, initially we, we would get a referral from their primary care provider and what it looks like for the patient, it, it, typically a patient at that point when we're meeting with them, a lot of times they're already set up for many days of maybe chemotherapy or radiation or other treatments or other appointments with specialists. And so I think the one most important thing is trying to figure out what each individual person, um, how the easiest way is to meet them and find out what their barriers are. And so sometimes that does mean that we, we may go to their home or 
may meet them at a treatment center or whatever is the easiest for them. So initially we'd start out with, we like to try and have both Heather and I meet initially because we both bring a few different things to the table and we want to make sure that we um, are able to meet all of their needs, whether that's financial barriers, whether that's uh, fear-based questions um, or medical questions or um, concerns about treatment. And so when we first meet them, we, we have, they get to meet with us and their family members um, to discuss what are their biggest concerns. And in meeting them in the home, sometimes we can actually see some of the barriers, um, even if they're unable to express those to us. So sometimes we're able to see that uh, maybe there's some depression along the way along with this, and how can we help with that, and, and what resources do we have to help provide that. Um, and then really based on the patient's needs, we may see them pretty frequently to as little as maybe once, even once a month, depending on what their needs are. Um, and we continue to follow them throughout treatment, um, support them through that, whether that's just phone calls or whatever is best for them. And then even after treatment is completed, we um, continue to work with the patient on a survivorship plan, which really the goal of survivorship plans are to assist patients in understanding what are they, um, who are they, and what do they need after cancer treatment is done because they all of a sudden are kind of um, in a new world and, mm -hmm. and hard for them to understand how to navigate that area of life too. What do they do? Are they worried about um, remission? Are they worried about late stage treatment effects? Are they worried about financial concerns? Do they want to work on health goals? And so um, we really follow them for a long time as long as they're willing and as long as, um, you know, as, as long as they need it. You know, well, first of all, let me say that you're listening to episode four of Island Health uh, from MDI Hospital. You're on with host Justin Starbert at Oak Hutchins. Today, we are privileged to be joined by Julie Pelletier, registered nurse, and Heather Sinclair, licensed social worker from the Cancer Patient Navigator Program here at MDI Hospital. Um, again, thanks for, for being with us. You know, you go through a lot of um, the, the details of how you provide such you know, personal care to these folks um, that are going through such difficult hardships and, you know, help with the, not just the patients, but I'm sure with the families as well. Uh, you know, so a question comes up, how is, you know, I got two things maybe, but the first thing is, um, how many patients are you, you know, interacting with on a, you know, a yearly basis? You know, do you see um, uh, the ability for the program to, to scale um, as it becomes more well-known in the community that this is an option? You know, what are your plans for, for, for growth from that perspective? Current, we just began seeing patients in October of 2018, and to date we've seen 15 patients. Mm -hmm. um, we expect the, that panel to grow. Um, we are still working with each of those 15 patients that we started with that have been coming in um, since October. We talk to them at least once monthly, if not more. Um, some of them have very acute needs. Some have needs that are um, work and now are just status quo where we maintain, check in with them. Um, we do meet with the providers um, in the clinics regularly to remind them of our services and let them know that they can refer their patients at any time, um, even if it's at the beginning of their um, 
at an abnormal finding before there's even a specific diagnosis. We want to be able to be there with the patient to answer their questions, um, let them know what testing may be like, whatever it is that they need so that they can feel as most comfortable as they can with any sort of um, news that there is an abnormal finding, which of course can be very scary in so many ways, um, emotionally, financially. Um, people worry about all of those things and their families and the toll that can take on them. Mm -hmm. We do expect to grow the program. Um, we currently are working with MDI primary care provider patients and our oncology clinic here. We take referrals from all of those. Are you getting positive feedback from those um, from those doctors that are making those referrals, or do they, you know, is that is that a um, a positive uh, relationship so far? So far, it has been in the past several years uh, since I've been here. I've been here about six years now. Um, there's been several different grants that have come and gone, and I think new things are always hard to adjust to, but then the providers do always find um, the benefit of having the extra care, the integrated care system where people are looked at holistically with their, their mental health, their physical health, their family's health, uh, social health, everything that they need so that they can um, get the best health care that they can. Mm -hmm. Meeting them where they're at in their healthcare goals, so the providers find that are we are finding that they find it very beneficial to have um, as much support as they can for their patients. Mm -hmm. And are the patients finding that they're enjoying the extra support? And is it something that um, you've heard feedback on so far? Yes, absolutely. Um, typically, uh, we're talking to these patients so frequently anyways based on their needs, and um, they always really report, you know, how grateful they are to have somebody to at least call when they feel like they have concerns. A lot of times, um, I know I have many patients that may be going through Cancer Care of Maine um, up in Brewer, and um, which is a wonderful, wonderful treatment facility as well. Um, but sometimes when they call, they typically have to leave a message and they don't get to a person and they do have to wait for a phone call. I frequently get people calling me or Heather um, in the meantime, just saying, what do you think of this? What, you know, um, what are my options? What should I do? And we just help try to navigate what the best plan of action is. Um, and I think sometimes that just alleviates their fears and helps them through the process. Absolutely. And I, I know from talking to patients and um, just living in this area that for us at MBA Hospital, um, we, we do do a lot of referrals down to, you know, the, the larger clinics in the Bangor Brewer area and even beyond. So can you just tell us a little bit about um, the cancer care available at MBA Hospital? Yes. So, the, so as far as the cancer, uh, like our infusion clinic? Yes. Yes. That'd be great. Sure. So um, we do have Dr. Brooks, um, who is one of the oncologists through um, Cancer Care of Maine, who comes down um, here to meet with our patients on, I believe, Thursdays. And um, we have uh, two um, oncology nurses who are in our infusion clinic Monday through Friday. Um, so they will administer treatment to our patients. And um, they're really amazing at also finding resources for our patients as well. They've been doing this a long time. Uh, the Cancer Patient Navigator Program is, is relatively new, so they really um, had to take on those roles anyways. Um, we just wanted to provide additional support for that and, and also allow 
it also allows us to go out into the homes and out into the, the community to meet these people instead of always having them come in here to the infusion clinic. Um, we also have the MDI uh, Breast Health Center, and there is a Breast Health Navigator, uh, Maureen Giffen, who works through there um, as well. And the only the difference between that program and ours is really that she, um, as far as once there's an abnormal finding in which the patient's going to get um, a follow-up treatment or a surgical treatment, uh, she starts at that point. And then typically, once diagnosis is made, she... Um, her role somewhat ends. I mean, she may still talk to the patients and see them, but really the bulk of her role has ended at that point, whereas we can go much further and continue on through. And we're also not just specific to one type of cancer. We're for any cancer-related um, diagnosis. So do you find a lot of your patients will be here and, and doing a lot of work with you, being um, in maybe the oncology department, and then as well traveling to or Bangor a few times a week? Is, is that kind of a, a typical process? That can happen. Um, historically, what I have found is that if people need treatment throughout the week, if they have to, if their oncologist is up in Brewer, they may go up there on Monday for their initial treatment and then come down here for the remaining days through the infusion center so that they don't have to travel as far. So that's a good service available to the community that I think maybe not everyone knows about. Yes, it's a great service. Um, people can receive all of their treatments here um, at MDI Hospital for their cancer care. And it sounds to me like that what you are doing is, is really tailoring this um, navigation to each individual. So whereas you were talking about the programs are different everywhere, it sounds like even the treatment plan for an individual will be different based on their needs. It's very different for every single person. Um, so you can never just assume that a treatment plan is going to be the same just because maybe they even have the same diagnosis. Everything is so different and so individualized that that's why it takes, I think, so many people to really help these people navigate the system. It is, it, it's, um, it's a lot of information, a lot of choices for treatment, and that's, you know, that's why we want to be there for support. So, you know, we're on today with, with um, Island Health, and today we're, we're fortunate enough to have uh, Julie Pelletier and, and Heather Sinclair talking about the Cancer Patient Navigator Program for, for our podcast today. You know, we talk a lot about uh, the benefits and, you know, the customization that you're providing for each of the, the patients um, to give them the, the support and the care that not only they need, but also that they deserve, right? You know, so if you're going to go through something like this, you you really need as much uh, support as you as you can get, you know. But it sounds expensive. How do you, how do you you know what is the cost? How do how do they pay for it? How do you administer those things? You know, and, and are those difficult conversations to have? Those are difficult conversations, and of course, the cost varies for care depending on what treatments uh, an individual needs. We do get so referrals for people who are underinsured or uninsured. And if that's the case, I help them navigate the health insurance system, whether that's through Medicaid or um, private insurance, if, if that's an option, or hospital financial assistance programs. Sometimes the um, there can be grants sought out to help with medical care. Other times there are the prescription drug companies can help um, with financial assistance as well. It's a very big concern. People often who are insured may have high deductibles and working with them on how they're going to cope with that when the bills start rolling in. And we certainly can sit down with anybody who has those questions and, 
explain to them how the hospital billing processes work and what to do when those bills start coming in and helping them as much as we can to alleviate the stress, the financial stress that comes with cancer diagnosis. Is it is it fair to say that you can offer some type of support, not necessarily financially, but to anybody? Because, you know, I would think that with a program like this, you know, we want to see as many of the folks that are going through, you know, challenging times as possible, right? So, you know, um, you know, is it kind of like a, it's an open door to, to be able to schedule at least a, um, a consultation? I work with, uh, and I have several roles here with MDI Hospital, and I work with uh, patients who have all sorts of different healthcare needs, and I, I, will meet, I can work with any MDI Hospital patient who has social service concerns regarding financial needs or whatnot, yes, absolutely. And for the Cancer Patient Navigator Program, um, is that available to MDI hospital patients uh, free of charge? It is, actually. Based on the grant, um, all of our services through this Cancer Patient Navigator Program are um, free for our, our patients here through MDI hospital, yes. Well, that should certainly alleviate some of the stress, I'm sure. Um, how do patients find you if they want to use this service? Patients can get referrals from their primary care provider's office. Um, they are also welcome to just give us a call. They can call the hospital and ask for either Julie or myself, or they can, um, we have an office on the second floor of the hospital and they're welcome to stock in as well. Is there more information online anywhere as well? There is. The hospital's website has our information posted. Um, I also believe Facebook and Instagram, they have updated information there about our Cancer Patient Navigator program. That's great. So make it really easy for people to find you. Yes. Yes. So, so it's mdihospital.org and then um, uh, all of our social media channels as well you can find uh, right on the website for folks. Um, is there a phone number for folks to, to call you at as well or um, is that another way that, that people reach out to you? 207. 801-5064 is my direct line at the hospital. Great, and uh, I know the cancer cancer patient navigator program also is a slider on our on our homepage as well. So you can click on the link and learn more there as well. Oka, is there anything else that we wanted to cover and ask um, Julie and Heather about today? I don't have any other questions. I just want to thank them both for um, providing the service to the community and for talking with us today. Thank you, very much yeah. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much. So uh, Julie Pelletier and uh, Heather Sinclair from MDI Hospital, thank you very much for enlightening us on the uh, difficult topic of cancer and, and learning all about the new Cancer Patient Navigator program that we offer here in the community. Until next time, this has been Island Health.